Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. This week we are talking Sleeping Beauty. We are continuing into the classic season. And um, like all of our classics that we have done this season, there are problematic elements here. But there are also some batshit crazy wild things that are a lot of fun. I am joined by Audrey Schiffauer and Sarah Dirks, and we have a blast talking about this. So without further ado, here we go. Well, good afternoon. Um, today we're talking about Sleeping Beauty. We're doing the classics, which I always forget if I sent this to you in the email when we were planning this. But this season is classics. So we're doing all those old schooly, um, you know, uh, like the, the first Disney animated films. Um, and like I said, we're doing Sleeping Beauty. I'd like to start from the top and we'll start with, you know, we'll start with Sarah. Um do you have a history with this movie? Did you watch it before I asked you to watch it? And then also, what did you, just general thoughts at the top, what did you, how did you feel about it? Um, yes, I've seen it several times, but as a child. Yeah. I have not seen it in a bazillion years. Um, <laughs> and uh, I watched it, my, so my, I grew up in a daycare. My mom had a daycare in our house. So we had every Disney movie in the big plastic VHS boxes and so we watched a lot of them over and over again um so I have seen it but this is my first time revisiting I first of all don't want to talk about this movie anymore and I just want to know all about what it's like to grow up with a daycare (laughs) in your house that is sounds so interesting I also went to a daycare that was just someone's house Mm -hmm. um but I never thought about it from the perspective of like someone a child living there what was that like you don't need to divulge your whole life story but it was like a mix of everything. So I, I also have three other siblings. Um, oh, one, okay. One wasn't born in the days of the daycares, um, but <laughs> it was just a lot of kids at our house all the time using all of our things. And then yeah. we, and a lot of times we would complain and say, like our big line was, that's our mom. Oh. Because like oh. time was very divided and they were, yeah. she was getting paid to take care of them. No one, we weren't paying her take care of us oh yeah and of course <laughs> when it's your own kids you're like just go upstairs just leave me alone oh yes yes so it so was good. a mix of everything good and bad with yeah. having kids around all the time was fun wow fascinating um audrey how about you have you what's your history with this and what did you think re-watching it now i have seen this movie a handful of times i remember as a kid loving it and also recognizing that it was one of the quote-unquote more boring Disney movies and not even out of the classics because my favorite Disney movie of all time is Robin Hood and that is from I think even time so even among the classics I thought it was boring that being said I still watched it several times and I and my my impressions of the movie overall are that it's like 
I don't know. It's it's a fun classic Disney movie, but I yeah. can't say anything about it that blows me away. <laughs> I I 100% agree. This I was really struggling to pay attention to this and I just watched it right now. And there were I had to rewind it a couple times cuz I was like, "Oh yeah, I have to like know what's happening here." Um I watched it when I was I actually don't know that I watched this when I was a kid. I think I knew parts of it from just kind of you just like absorb it. It's like in the ether when you're that young. Um, but I remember not liking it because it was boring then. This time I watched it and I was like, so, especially compared to some of the other classic movies, it feels like more is happening here, but I care less about it. Yeah. And I don't know if yet, but I mean, it wasn't horrible. And I will say, knock on wood, not as many problematic things in this one compared yes. to the other ones we've been talking about lately. I was most worried about that because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to talk about too many problematic things and then also get it wrong on top of like, the pro <laughs> like talking about it wrong or something too. Yeah, we but just, we just finished Dumbo and it was oh um, well yikes a <laughs> minefield it was just <laughs> awful so what watching this one i was like oh i mean there's still i mean of course a little it's like set in what did they say the 14th century mm -hmm. um but i will say it was a lot I, there was not as many um uh, problematic twists and turns as there are other ones no i mean dumbo's got to be one of the worst still in circulation to the point where they yeah definitely cut out parts of it <laughs> it <laughs> is <longer> available <laughs> it was wild it truly was it's like a fever dream this is just i mean they talk about dreams so much it's just like a dream like you kind of remember parts that happen but you also don't and you feel really invested at certain points but then you're also like oh yeah that could have come or gone or it was just wild so let's get into the plot shall we okay. mm -hmm. So after several several years of having no, first of all, it opens with them opening a book, which is like a trend in these old ones, which a I really, book. It's a not real a book. book. It's a real book. Yeah. I right. like that. I have a I comment think, on the book. Yeah, please. It looked like, like, it looked like someone got a hold of a bedazzler and just went nuts on the front. <laughs> I wish I wish books were like that. <laughs> yeah, they somebody it was truly like a hodgepodge glued together like a craft. gemstone glue craft project. Yeah. Yes. I, I like. really like that. I like when they open it up and it feels like a story. Yeah. Um <laughs> but also the longest intro credits I've ever seen in a movie yes. in my entire life. <laughs> I wrote down before we even started it, I remembered the opening credits as being way too long. <laughs> and like, thinking from like my childhood brain, I was like, oh my God, the credits are like, I swear to God, they're 10 minutes long. And they're not they're like two and a half minutes long. But as a child, you're like, oh my God. Like, yeah. We paused right after, like a little bit after the credits. And I was like, yeah, how long have we gone in? We're like 20 minutes in already. And then I was, and we weren't, but. <laughs> I was it I felt started, like it because <laughs> I just watched this right after work it's a habit I've been getting into of like watching them right after work and then recording and mm -hmm. I was cooking pasta like just spaghetti and I kept coming back into the room thinking I missed something I missed something and I hadn't I was able to fully cook my dinner before the credits stopped yeah <laughs> it was wild I mean it was only like six minutes but still six minutes is a long time yeah. to sit mm -hmm. just when looking we, at when names we were, when we were watching it it uh we were being very quiet 
Like usually I talk during movies. This was the quiet, I think we, like the quietest I think both of us have ever been because we were taking notes and we were like, we gotta be prepared. And it was to watch a movie so quietly and have it be the slowest moving thing ever. Like, I, and it's like 4.30 on a Tuesday and I'm looking over Audrey and we're just like, I just like, I don't, it's so slow, but we're also not allowed to talk because we got to take our notes. And I, yeah, like we're reading all these names going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so it really yeah. how slow it went. I was like, I start writing down my favorite credit names? Like, I don't know, like uh, my children someday. <laughs> that is so funny. Of all the movies in the world to not talk through, I, so props to you. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed now, but now I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, I've 60 notes. <laughs> <of> notes. <laughs> uh, more interesting things in your notes than are in the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, so after several years of having no children, I did not catch that part. Uh, the rulers oh. of the European kingdom, King Stefan and Queen Leia, welcome the birth of their daughter, the Princess Aurora. They proclaim a holiday for their subjects to pay homage to the princess. And at her christening, she is uh, betrothed, which by the way, what? Betrothed to Prince Philip, the son of King Stephen's best friend, King Hubert, to unite their kingdoms. Um, well, here, let me read a little bit more and then we'll dissect the sort of this full scene. Among the guests are the three good fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. Flora and Fauna bless Aurora with beauty and song, respectively, but Meriwether's gift is interrupted by the arrival of the evil queen, Maleficent. Told that she was not invited, Maleficent turns to leave, but when Queen Leia asks if she's offended. The evil fairy curses the princess, proclaiming that Aurora will grow in grace and beauty, but before the sun sets on her 16th birthday, she will prick her finger on a spindle of a spinning wheel and die. So let's yeah. stop there, and then we'll finish that scene after we talk. Yeah. First of all, marrying your children at birth is absolutely insane. <laughs> yes. That is crazy. Yes. And sometimes I, I don't know enough about like um, uh, the history of like the monarchy in the 14th century of England to know if, I know people get married for like to join kingdoms, mm-hmm. but is it happening at birth? That Did is- Did you watch Bridgerton? I could not watch Bridgerton. Okay, um, not like any of this is real history. Like I'm comparing like- <laughs> No, and I, yes. are absolutely like nothing, but like- <laughs> <laughs> they wait till, the, till they're a certain age and then the families get together and they do the whole like presentation of the but not when the baby is also ew I just forgot that the baby was a baby when that prince came in with his little present for mm-hmm. I didn't realize the age yeah. difference either and that was the other thing I was like okay is the prince six because then it's kind of like fucked up but like oh. okay the whole world's fucked up but if he's yeah. like 12 that's extra fucked up I I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I want and I wanted to think he was like five. Yeah. So that it wasn't crazy. And but my, we have to give him the benefit of the doubt, and it's like yeah. Well, my compare, I could, I felt like I could tell I've had been like too absorbed into Game of Thrones lately because they were like they're betrothed at birth, and I was like, okay, sure. Like I, <laughs> and soon it'll be a bloody mess. <laughs> I mean, they have to unite their kingdoms. I don't know what you're. Else yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they will go to war for anything at, at one point they were just like threatening to go to war for no okay and another <laughs> thing of that that i really loved about this the beginning part um is that uh what's his name prince or no king stefan mm-hmm. king stefan is good people 
Like I really liked, I mean, he is marrying off his daughter, so that's not great. But like whenever they say that it's gonna be um I wrote this down on my phone. I was like, whenever they said there was going to be pinpricked by a spinning wheel, he orders all the spinning wheels in the kingdom to be burned mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. off of like the, the profit of a, um, a, a, an evil witch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we can't even get gun reform with people like dying in the streets. Yes. <laughs> but this King Stefan is who you aspire to be. But this, I will say, uh, I feel like, and I think that's a lot. I think a lot of things would be passed sooner if it was happening to your child. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's definitely. His kid. Would he have done that if it was someone else's kid in the kingdom? Yeah. Like, ah, we need clothes still. We still <laughs> got to make yarn. I <laughs> were how they knew on that. <laughs> he destroyed thousands of jobs, burning all. Oh, oh yes, yes. And also, also and that. And they should have the two women being like, well, we had a fabric shop, but we had to burn all of our spindles and now we're on the street. <laughs> we don't yeah. have like big gasoline. We don't have like big spindle to back us up. Yeah, that is funny. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it probably got invented like 15 years prior. Everybody's like, this is revolutionary. And then he's like, burn them all. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I do, uh, we meet Maleficent who is like, a big deal in in Disney lore like they they always bring her out to do stuff um and she is a smart villain she kind of like is always ahead of them everywhere you turn you're like she's already here um and before essentially when she leaves by the way she wasn't I guess she wasn't gonna curse her unless until they were like oh I'm so glad you're not offended and then she was like actually I am. I yeah. forgot to be. Until you said that. Just keep your mouth shut, you guys. God. Yeah, yeah. I also love the um, the three fairies, the good fairies. Mm-hmm. These are my ladies. I love them. I love their little hats. I love that their hats have that thing that comes out. I want that to come back. I want like people to have hats that have like a little thing that ties at the bottom of it. I just saw today in anthropology there are bucket hats with ribbon ties, and I thought, oh going because I just like this was such a '90s thing, and it's back in such strong fashion. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote down. I wrote down two things about each of those characters, like the fairies and the Meg- Maleficent, which I knew I was not going to be able to say. Um, yeah. She said a really cool line that I would like to start using with my friends, which was she walked in, she was like. Um, Oh, what a, a glittering assemblage we have here, which I think. <laughs> that is perfect. Um, I liked that. And then I also just wrote that. So Meriwether is like the little blue, the blue lady. Yeah. And she reminds me of, because one of my favorite characters in Disney, Cinderella is Gus Gus. And she reminds me of like the Gus Gus of the fairies, like just mm-hmm. her voice and her like, style of being was very- she had that shimmy i love it every yeah, time she was like getting really missed she would just like shimmy her boobs yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which oh. also does yeah uh, speaking of which she kind of saves the day a little bit because yes. um she she's interrupted so she doesn't give her gift and then the king and the queen beg the fairies to undo the curse but they're not powerful enough so meriwether uses her blast blessing to weaken the curse so that instead of dying Aurora will fall into a deep sleep only to be broken by true love's kiss. King Stefan orders all the spinning wheels to be thrown or burned in the kingdom and the fairies 
urging the king and queen reluctantly bring Aurora to a cottage in the forest to live with the fairies safely. 16 years later, oh, go ahead. Do you have something? Oh, no, yes, I was going to say. So I was thinking, uh, like, you know, every, I'm all revved up and every man is terrible right now. So I wrote down, I was like, what would... I thought you meant during the movie. I'm like, I didn't see you get super emotional. No, no, no. <laughs> every on? moment of every day, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. So I was like, what are the gifts for a man? And what are the gifts like for a baby boy and a baby girl? Because a baby, the baby girl's like, she's pretty. She can sing. And like a boy would they'd be like, he's intelligent. He's brave. He's humble. He's strong. He's yeah. Kind, you know, and it's like all the, it's like that thing where, everybody asks, like, when you talk to little girls, you say, like, I love your dress. And then when you talk to little boys, you're like, what books are you reading? What toys do you like? I do that because we all do that. But yeah, I, so I just was like, oh, thank God she can sing. Like, you, you, I know. I was... you can give her any gift in the world and you're like, we'll make her sing. Uh, for <laughs> real. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say when they gave her the beauty one, I was like, because it was so boring that I missed it. Yes. It was so boring that I like rewound to be like, I'm sure it's beauty because like it's yeah. the 40s in a Disney movie. Those, those hymns, they each get like a 90 second hymn song after. Like, and, yeah. And they look at the galaxy, the galaxy yeah. opens up above them, and then oh it's God. like bangs. Yeah. Part like, of me was like, this in a planetarium would be kind of cool at certain yeah. points based on what was going on, or if we sat closer to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, people of these these kingdoms, respectively, and both of them, not the brightest bulbs in the bunch. I mean, everybody, nobody lunges after this woman whenever she's like cursing these people. I also think like, oh, she can just come and kill people with magic and nobody does. She just comes and goes as she pleases. Nobody does anything. Where yeah. does she live? I had so many questions about her. Like, where is she living in her off hours? Like, where does she go? What is she eating? I exactly. Know. Does she go to the yeah. supermarket and everybody just kind of scours and gives her what she wants? <laughs> does she not need to eat? Um, she yeah. And then what was up? And we'll get to it. But like, what is up with her minions? What are they? Are they birds? Are they people? I feel like they're like hell's rejected like <laughs> demons like they're like you're too stupid to do anything useful in hell like go live on earth yeah they're all weird. one of them looks a lot like the bat from um anastasia oh yes i thought the bat from anastasia and i thought and this is a deep cut reference the um the karate birds from the mortal from the uh mighty Morphin power ranger movie <laughs> oh my god I don't remember that. <laughs> and, and as you shouldn't <laughs> but that is exactly what i thought of like somebody in a suit with a huge beat it was they it's just weird they're introduced weird you like meet them out of nowhere but then they're everywhere and then they disappear mm -hmm. um i have a so, comment comment on the part of the plot where that you mentioned that was um where they they cast a spell and then the fairy ladies are like all right i guess we'll be peasants now and we'll move to the forest and live peasant life alone to save this princess and not to get political. Please do. It reminds me very much of like, um, and I talk about this a lot, especially now, it, uh, like GoFundMe's, like the government never does anything. So like all the commons people have to step up and, be the, <laughs> and give all the money for the GoFundMe's while the government does nothing. So like these, I, I don't know if you can call fairies common, but they're essentially like <laughs> live there. Um, have to give up their whole livelihood to protect 
this princess while the while their parents who run apparently like you know who run yeah, everything do nothing they're like all right we'll wait yeah. we'll see her when she's 16 like yeah like what the fuck <laughs> they were it was a quick decision and they they said all right we'll it's also it. wild that she would be safer in the woods with fairy ladies like three effectively like middle-aged women who are not using their powers mm -hmm. as opposed to like behind a guarded walls <laughs> and a yes. cat in a fortress yeah also like this is something where i'm like i know it's a movie but they're like we'll take her out into the forest no one will suspect three women who look exactly like the fairies that everybody knows yeah. about raising a baby <laughs> that is the exact same age of the princess that disappeared no one will suspect anything and you know what they're right nobody <laughs> yeah, nobody did for 16 like, years wow. no one did that beautiful yeah. lady's living in the woods with her three lesbian moms. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Oh my God, she would be so granola. Living in the forest with three moms. She doesn't wear, we'll get to it too, but I could not get over the fact that she doesn't wear shoes. She doesn't yeah. wear shoes. She doesn't wear shoes. She's wearing red pantyhose, I think. And well, also, how does, red. how does nobody find her? Because she, when she's walks in the forest, she immediately starts belting. Yeah. Oh, I have a note about that. Immediately belting in the forest. <laughs> I've, I think I have a note about that because at the very end of the scene, I wrote um, 16 years, no one asked questions. Okay, wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, where is it? Oh, she goes into the forest to sing. I'll tell you when I find it. Okay. okay I was going to say, Sarah, while you're finding that, I have something just to back up a little bit. Is I love that they are like, they let Meriwether, who is like, maybe the dopiest of the fairies like she has to give a gift and they just go just do your best and i'm like can you not? I'm like, are you guys not allowed to talk about it are you not allowed to conspire don't just do your best that's like voting guys... without any knowledge you're like i don't know this guy they're on family funerals they can't give any clues or hints <laughs> and then no matter what she does they just have to go good blessing okay, good, good blessing uh, yeah i was like you guys conspire like <laughs> say like, something oh. she could have been like she dies but um there's a really beautiful parade afterwards and then <laughs> I found it okay the note was again they chose some very close to dog whistle pitches for her to sing while walking around the woods if I were napping during this movie I'd wake up immediately <laughs> <laughs> it was like the it was like a like commercial, like a commercial, like when you're watching a show, and then suddenly it's like the most loud thing out of nowhere. Oh yeah, in the forest. <laughs> and it's also wild because, and this is probably a unique experience for me because I'm just watching all these classics back to back for no reason. But yeah. like in the ones preceding this, everybody sings like Snow White sings in that weird warbly like, like weird like really light and airy stuff. Yes, and then. Aurora, who, by the way, what is her name? They call her Rose half the time. They call her Aurora. Okay, so oh, her, her name is Princess Aurora, but they rename her Briar Rose. That's her common peasant girl name, but then they call her Rose, and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> so because they kept calling her Rose, then I got confused because, like, wouldn't her first name be Briar? But then yes. I thought, oh, maybe Briar Rose is the name of the cottage because this is like, you know, like in old timey England where they just name property. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I just yeah. didn't know. And then she's belting in the forest and it's so much louder and it's so much more like a modern tone than what I've heard so far in these movies. Yeah. So that was also like a jarring. choir in the background. Yes. Was, yeah. Fully barefoot. So um, <laughs> they sent her out. They tell her to go pick berries. And also we get a flash to... Um, 
<laughs> we get a flash to Maleficent, who is yelling at her like demon creatures because they've been looking for a baby for 16 years, yeah. which I get it. Very funny. It's a kid's movie. Um, when she started. Yeah, kids love missing <laughs> stories. <laughs> kids love kids love when the minions are just like, oh, we've been on some bad info for 16 years. Oh, it happens. And then when she started screaming imbecile and idiot and throwing things in her apartment, truly me reading the news every single day. <laughs> every single imbeciles breaking glass. It was unbelievable. They still have done nothing. What the hell? It was what it was so funny to I related to her so much. Um, then she sends her her uh dove. I almost said no, not a dove, it's her a crow. Dove. Dove. I, <laughs> I skipped over like pigeon dove. to say dove, and then I was like, <laughs> oh no, they're both. I was like, that's a dove. Something <laughs> about hybrid dove in the gothic <laughs> dove. Whatever that was. A raven? A crow? Oh, maybe I, it's oh, a raven. Raven sounds cooler. Yeah. Raven, yeah. Yeah. So 16 years later, Aurora become renamed Briar Rose, grows into a beautiful young woman. On her 16th birthday, by the way, 16, um, the fairies ask her to gather berries while they prepare a surprise party. Aurora befriends animals in the forest, singing to them once upon a dream. Philip, now a handsome young man, follows Aurora's voice and is instantly struck by her beauty. She is initially frightened as she's not allowed to talk to strangers, but she and Philip fall in love in 15 minutes. And no, she, two, two minutes. Yeah, true. <laughs> two minutes. At first, I was like, kind of. So, um, in and keep in mind, I'm I am watching all these back to back. So, like Snow White, she falls in love because he like looks into a well while she's singing into it, and then she gets frightened and runs away. But that's her falling in love. <laughs> um, so the fact that Prince Philip like kind of like takes her hand and dances with her a little bit, sings with her a little bit, walks and has maybe an introductory conversation with her. I was in the headspace of like, oh, this is good for him, good for him. And then immediately like her head's on his shoulder and they're looking yes. off the thing. I was like, okay, this is not- His hand was on her like lower back. Yeah, I was like, no, never mind everybody. Well, yeah. I want to skip over the birthday party because that was one of my favorite parts. And I, that's I, one of the other parts of this like, movie. I I remember. That, next year, I want my birthday. I want that. I want to come home. <laughs> I want all my friends spill it, making the worst cake ever, and have made me the weirdest <laughs> dress. But it's like fun. Yeah. And yeah. While I pick berries. Around. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I I remember loving the line "fold in two eggs" uh, because <laughs> she folds the eggs into the thing. Because I like didn't when I was a kid. You know, I don't. I didn't know what fold in meant. Like I didn't know that was actually a baking instruction. So it stuck out to me because I was like, "What old cookbook is this where they're saying?" Like, <laughs> But and even know. still, I feel like now they just say mix in or stir into eggs. Yeah. But yeah, well, I just that always stuck out to me because I think this movie might have been the first time I ever heard that like baking instruction of to fold to fold something in. But yeah, her <laughs> folding in the whole eggs. Shit's Creek. I yeah. wrote down because Moira and Dave. Does anyone watch Shit's Creek? Yeah. Okay. Moira and David have like almost a full episode where their whole thing is they're trying to make enchiladas together right. and they fold in the cheese and neither of them know what that direction <laughs> is. And it is like that spans throughout the whole episode where they're like, I don't know what folding in the cheese means. And then they get in like a big fight over it. And that was all I could think about when they were folding in the eggs. That is so <laughs> funny. I can't believe it. I watched that clip maybe. that I probably watched that clip more than any other clip from that show. And I, it, 
Uh, I also love the idea of like just not thinking like on old timey cookbooks. They folded in eggs <laughs> like before oh, they realized they could crack them. I know, them. but they're it's like, so oh, I not do that. <laughs> I wrote down the line. So they when they first talk about taking care of the baby, Meriwether is like, "What are we gonna do? We don't know how to do anything." And Fauna who's the green one is like i'll take care of the baby like and she's like and i'll cook and i'll clean and like blah 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 and then when they start talking about birthday stuff meriwether goes she's never cooked before and i wrote that down because i thought this fairy has not cooked one time in 16 years i was like there wasn't a time where you guys like had a cold and she had to cook you guys dinner years avoided cooking that was i was like what <laughs> yeah hey, also also like where do you get all these clothes where like I feel like they're dipping into the magic and they're just not telling the audience. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't time. There was an hour and 19 minutes to do other things like credits. <laughs> so they skipped over. <laughs> um, I did write down, did anyone read Amelia? Mine are all comparisons. Amelia Bedelia books. Oh yeah. Where I she did not know. Okay. Well, she's like, they're very fun, but she's a, a woman who takes everything very literally. So everything that the, I don't know the name of the one who was cooking, but like the folding in the eggs, everything yeah. she did was super literal. The instructions she followed and it reminded me of that. Oh yeah. I also, speaking of when they're like dis discussing of how they're going to raise her um, or like how they're going to fix this. At, at one point the, and I don't know their names, but the pink one was like, we'll turn her into a flower. I was like, yes. I yes. don't think that solves anything. No, she was so excited about it too. She's supposed to be the leader too. And she's like, I have a great idea. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the worst thing you could have said. Yeah. Plants are like harder to keep alive from what I experienced. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have overwatered her in two days. Well, she was eaten yeah. by beetles. <laughs> she's dead. Also, I thought the very first scene to go back just as far as killing a kid accidentally, I was like, that baby suffocated in that bed already. Like this baby has no chance of surviving because that bed yeah. was huge and she was swallowed up by blankets, which is like a huge no-no. Yeah. So I mean, well, we're lucky she made it to 16. For yeah. real. And speaking of, or, um, so they also start, meanwhile, Mary and uh, Flora and Meriwether argue over Aurora's, color of Aurora's gown. <laughs> yeah. Now, re-watching this as an adult, her like peasant clothes are much cuter than her gown. Yeah. Like she looks so like cute and it looks like signature. Like you'd recognize the, the, the collar and the, uh, like the leather bustier and the sheer thing. I was like, Oh my God, that's so cute. I didn't know she dressed like this. Mm -hmm. I only have seen like the reprints of her all over Disney merchandise and stuff. Yes. Um, and by the way, in uh, well, and we'll get to it in a moment. So they argue over the color of the gown, attracting the attention of Maleficent's raven who learns Aurora's location. Returning mm -hmm. home, Aurora is thrilled to tell her, her guardians that she has fallen in love. The fairies finally tell Aurora that she is a princess, already betrothed to a prince, but she is never, um, but she has never, wait, and she must never see the man that she has just met in the forest again. Heartbroken, Aurora cries in her room. Philip tells the father of the peasant girl that he met and wishes to marry. In spite of his prearranged marriage, King Hubert fails to convince his son otherwise, leaving him devastated. Um, there's also in there a fight scene between the two kings with a fish. Oh. 
Yes, I wrote. I, I wrote, Sarah and I were like, I wrote this down. Like, <laughs> I'm like, where you're at in the plot is like seven more pages into my notes. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so much more to say about everything we already. Devin, we're gonna back you up a bit. No, no please, please, <laughs> yeah. please do. Absolutely do. I, um, I will. But the the fight scene is like, is more proof that King Stefan is a good normal guy yeah. because that fight scene is Prince Philip is. Prince Hubert, his friend being like, I can't wait for them to move in together tomorrow. And he was like, I don't want them to move in together. She just got home. Like, and yeah. he's also like, hey, this might be kind of a shock to her. She doesn't know anything about this. And he's like, oh, whatever. And her, and I was like, oh, her dad's trying to, her like King Stefan is like a realistic guy where he's like, she's yeah. really freaked out. I want to give her time to adjust. I don't want her to move away and get married the day she comes back. And then that's what his friend gets pissed about. And I wrote down, King Hubert would pose with his daughter with a shotgun for her prom photo. That so is <laughs> Republican energy. So, so I um, had to go to the doctor this weekend because ever since the end for context on this, this is about a week out after the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I've had such anxiety that I've, I've had chest pains for two weeks mm -hmm. and I had to go because I truly thought I was having a heart attack. I had to go to the doctor and be like, hey, I don't know if this is a real heart attack or whatever. And then the moment, so I've been just I, such, the moment this Republican king starts like threatening war, I'm on the couch, like the most invested in the entire film. I'm like, do it, King Stefan, call his bluff, kill his people, come on. Yeah. I was too all of, and then also I had another question for both of you, which is like, Aurora, while she might be a princess and how wonderful and royalty, and I know this is like a tropey thing of like, you discover that you're a prince or a princess at a later part in life. I have always, and I've never been in this situation, but I've always been of the mindset of like, if you find out that your parents aren't your real, your biological parents at an age where you've already lived your entire childhood with them, like, I would be like, okay, I don't, what if, I mean, I'll go meet them. They're my parents and we'll have, but it's so weird that I was really put off by the whole like, oh, I uh, now we're all one big happy family. When in reality, like her family would be these three women who raised her in the woods. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and also like, it's interesting because it makes me think of Tangled too, where like she gets kidnapped and yeah. she's very excited to be reunited with her parents who she was taken from. This was like, her parents were like, no, take her away, like, yeah. and consented. So yeah, it feels even less like a situation where she, yeah, I feel like she'd be like, all right, strangers, like. <laughs> yeah, it was it is so fun. I just couldn't get over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is weird. Um, the uh, Then there was, a, so they um, start fighting over this. And by the way, interrupt me if we have any, any notes to add. Um, oh, I, I circled oh, a note. And, oh, please. And it just says, well, two notes. One says, because I was looking at all the cartoon food on the table during the King's like arguments. Yeah. And I wrote down that it all looks very colorful and delightful, or it looks like all bologna colored, not bologna shaped, <laughs> bologna colored. <laughs> like it either looks like you kind of want some or you don't want any of it. Yeah. And my main circled note was that just <laughs> everyone in this movie belongs in a loony bin because no one was speaking, no one was saying anything that was okay. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that baloney. 
during the song first of all the music in this except for once upon a dream is very forgettable and oh, very yeah. background and just either singing but the scump song the cheers song i never knew what they were saying at all as a child because also you just don't know words when you're a kid but we had the subtitles on and i was like scump so i was like okay i don't i'm not gonna look that up i don't care that much but i <laughs> it's like 20 years later i'd be like oh that's what they were saying okay <laughs> yeah i to your point about the music whenever it's not that once upon a dream song uh, it truly felt like oh this must be what like people who hate musicals feel like when they listen to musicals <laughs> like i immediately was like annoyed that it was happening it felt like a waste of my time i was like oh my god why are they and I singing i imagine like as like because even now i'm not enjoying it as a kid that wasn't i liked disney like sing-alongs like follow the bouncing ball yeah this like none of this type of music would have been something that I feel like children would really enjoy, but that was what filled most of the film. And I don't really enjoy it now. So I can't imagine that I loved it back then. No. It's an odd music choice for a kid's movie. It, yeah. yeah, it feels very much like, I like, I don't know, there's that documentary about Nickelodeon and they talk at the beginning of it about how so much of kids TV is what adults think that kids like. Yeah. what kids actually like and that's how the music in this feels is that they're like oh we are gonna write music for a kids movie and they like don't even remotely consider what kids like which to be fair now they're incredible at obviously but like yeah and then they just, that's even what adults like now i think is what the kids what they're writing for kids to like yes right yeah. everyone likes it now and nobody liked it back then kids or adults <laughs> <laughs> that, that music to me sounded like if disney was a religion instead of like like that would be their songbook at the Disney church. Oh my God. Yeah. You're, you're not far off either. <laughs> if you go to Disney World or Disneyland and you see how some, like some of the joy adults get from it, it does feel like a religion. You're like, oh, wow. People are crying. People are, um, so they have this hip, this hymn book with all yeah. these songs. How do we, we haven't talked about this yet. How, how did you both feel about the artwork of the film? Like when she's in the forest and there's these weird like angular trees and stuff. Oh, yeah. I really liked that. And I thought it was cool and interesting, especially compared to like, I mean, it was still watercolors, but everything before this is so watercolory and soft. And and yeah. um, it felt like a cool artistic choice. I mean, granted, I looked at it for two seconds. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then like went back to my phone. <laughs> but... It was like very graphic. I liked it. I wanted to make comments. I want to be like a square tree, but I was like, it's, I mean, I know what I'm watching. <laughs> I'm <laughs> on that, you know. Um, I think I also noted because Audrey mentioned that she wasn't wearing shoes, and I remember looking at the forest. And I was like, "Yeah, she's not wearing shoes. That seems unsafe." But then I was looking at the the way they drew the forest floor. I'm like, honestly, that's like the nicest looking grass. Like, it's yes. I wouldn't be worried about hurting my feet because everything they made it so not like nice looking. It looks like a yard. Yeah. <laughs> Her forest was her yard. And every once in a while, there's like a weird shaved off cliff for the animals to sit on at head level. But otherwise, everything seemed soft. I was I was taking a walk in Chicago the other day. I forget what neighborhood it was. Sometimes, like whenever I go on a walk, I'll go on a walk for like an hour and just find a new neighborhood and then make my mm -hmm. way back. And I did. It was somewhere between Andersonville and like Ravenswood. Um, and which is weird because there's like a factory in between the two. It's like in a... Uh, graveyard and like then also like the richest houses of the city mm -hmm. and there was somebody who had actual turf on their front like their front yard was made of turf mm -hmm. which in my logistic like my pragmatic brain always seemed like a very smart idea because like you never have to mow it how terrific 
Right. It looked, you could see the rolls of the hills and the dips of everything. It looked like somebody took a grass blanket and threw it over a ton of rocks. <laughs> it was the ugliest thing I've ever oh, seen. Was this so like a about, big yard? Like it, No, condo? it was like a, um, you know how they have those like, quote, single family homes, but it's really like, yes. it could it, it could house 10 to 12 people. Yes. Um, it was one of those <laughs> yeah. two stories where uh-huh. the, the top story is made to look like, oh, it's just a little attic up there, but it's like humongous. Yeah, um, you can see so, the chandelier. Exactly. So <laughs> it was just that, and they had just put turf on their front lawn, and their front lawn was maybe 12 foot by 10 foot or something. Okay. But it was the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I couldn't get over how, like, you could see the rolls of, like, it was, but that something was about rock. the soft thing made me think about that. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty made it look good. Yeah. And, yeah, the turf and Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> And I liked, speaking of Game of Thrones, everybody is in brown, gray, green. And I loved how bright all of the townspeople's clothing was and all of the uh, people's clothing, like really bright primary colors and fun designs, like really for no reason. Like it probably would have been way easier for them to just make them all wear like brown smock, yeah. you know, but they had them all in really fun colored tights. And yeah, so that that stuck out to me too. And then when they fall asleep, they all turn, like they go through hypothermia. They all turn blue and like- yes a gray cloud falls above the city which is pretty but and it makes a good juxtaposition like when they look so bright and beautiful and and campy yeah Yeah. so roofied the whole town as i think we have to we'll we'll talk about it more detail when we get there meanwhile uh for uh (laughs) they argue over we talked about the gown we talked about uh philip mary okay so the fairies take aurora to the castle to await her 16th birthday celebrations where she is finally going to see her parents maleficent appears and lures aurora into a dark tower away from the fairies and tricks her into touching the spindle uh of a cursed spinning wheel aurora picks up her or pricks her finger fulfilling the curse the three fairies place the sleeping aurora on a bed in the highest tower and place a powerful spell on all the kingdom all the people in the kingdom causing them to sleep until the spell of the princess is broken they overhear a sleepy conversation between the two kings and realize that the prince is a man with whom aurora has fallen in love so okay um, (laughs) so okay so okay um a lot to dissect there's one There's a moment where she's running down the hall or she's like walk gliding down the hall and the princesses see her go through that fireplace and the fireplace closes and they spend like five minutes trying to like break down the brick wall. And then one of them is like, oh, wait a minute. And like magic (laughs) uses magic. By the way, why is their magic so bad? Like you were talking about that. I guess they're not common people before because they they have magic. Their magic is pretty common. Like every time something bad's happening, it's it's very rare that it's effective. It's always I like, also notice they don't oh. have like a spell, like they don't do spells, they just start throwing their wands around. I notice because like the maleficent always has to make like some big poem incantation poem, and poem like yeah. Thing, and they're just like shooting around with their little wands, but we yeah. never know what's gonna happen. Their wand, all their spells look like stickers you'd find on a little girl's <laughs> trapper keeper. Like, oh. like that's their magic set. Yeah. It's like it makes a rainbow or it makes a flower, or it makes a oh, bubble. Yes. And then whenever she was like, she was able to remove the bricks, I was like, what have we been doing? Why are we put, trying to push through a brick wall? Why did you even have to think twice about that? <laughs> yeah. Have the wand out. Just I have it out. Yeah. 
the way that uh, Aurora was, she was like possessed. Um, the way that she was, the the speed to which she was climbing those stairs. <laughs> Sari should have caught up, like twenty minutes back in the movie because they were yeah. like running around like psychos, like going very very fast, <laughs> and she was walking so slow. I'm like, they sh- they would have found her by now. I know it's a movie, and if they found her by then, it would ruin it all. But they should have. Yeah, yeah, it was reverse Michael Myers situation. It was like, <laughs> yeah. She- she's dragging her feet and they're screaming through the hallways and nobody can find her. I, and I was like, oh, there's no dialogue for a really long time. Like, that's kind of a cool choice. But then after absorbing more of the movie, I was like, it's boring. (laughs) No choice. Minutes and minutes with no dialogue of her just walking. I'm like, what child would be like, this is where the kid goes to the bathroom and he comes back and she's still walking up the stairs. Like, it's- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, at this moment, note number 44 of mine is, I feel like at this point, regular murder would have been easier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's magical. Just kill her. Like, yeah. you've already made the decision. What Just are we doing? <laughs> her neck, my God. <laughs> regular smother her with a pillow when she's Just a baby. Come murder. on. Yes, my God. Really? Yes. That is so funny. <laughs> okay so you all like first of all putting the whole town to sleep is some fucked up wandavision manipulative level that's insane because those people don't care what group of people care about the royal family that much they would be like what first whatever i don't give a shit the king you know took my house and killed my son you know (laughs) don't care about the royal family not that king no that's true he's good fun that's true. He was the JFK of the. But I think you're right, and also like strength in numbers. You're killing. You're putting all your allies to sleep, and also bold move. Yes. To assume that's going to work out. Yes, and the other. Thing... Oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, no, you were finishing your note. Okay. The other thing that I was confused about is um, that they put Aurora to sleep, and they know the true love's kiss is going to wake her up. However, they put everybody who could potentially be her true love to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so... What is there? And I'm like, you guys literally know that the guy she loves is coming to your house that night. Oh, yeah. Your house. And you could have said, hey, nice to meet you. You guys love each other. Come with us to the castle. This will all be over in four hours. Like, that is a huge. (laughs) Oh, that's far too long. That's far too long. (laughs) (laughs) Also, how did Maleficent know about him? I just assumed that, like, oh, I guess she just knows everything. Because at one point they do say she knows everything, and then they rattle off the list of things she doesn't know. And it was so, it's just like, she doesn't know about love. She doesn't no, know about yeah. empathy. She doesn't know about flowers. She doesn't know about walking a dog on a, on a Sunday morning. She doesn't know about overturned eggs. And I was like, but she knows how to kill you. Like, that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> Somehow she knew, like, to find him in her house. Yeah, yeah I, I, wonder, I can't think maybe, think maybe the Raven told her, but I truly don't know. I can't. Yeah. That was, the theme of this movie is either nothing's happening for 10 minutes or there's a large amount of plot spoken very quickly within 30 <laughs> seconds. And that's when I was like on Instagram or checking a work email and I'd be like, Audrey, what happened? And something actually had happened. I was like, yeah. ah, the one minute I look away. I'd be like, I can give you 75% of what happened because I also <laughs> And by the way, at this point in the movie, I just didn't care. I was like, I'll oh. figure it out. I'll hear it in the plot when we read it later. Yes. Because like when she turned all, she said, well, they won't, because I heard her say, they won't, they don't need to know. 
we'll go do it or we'll go we'll put him to sleep until it's over and i was like oh the parents like i don't once again i was like seems like a bold bad move just let them know what's happening and like get more people to help and then i looked up and the whole town was asleep yeah i was like oh okay well i guess i really meant everybody i feel like the only reason it's semi-justified is because for 16 years they were looking they could have been looking for a missing baby and none of them did anything so at this point it's like they are kind of worthless already they've deemed themselves worthless so we can put them to sleep because they're not going to help yeah that's true from what they've proven also to your point audrey it's like don't bring me into your fucking mess. Like, yeah. could you imagine if all the internet went out because the Kardashians couldn't get married or some bullshit? Uh-huh. And we would be like, what the fuck? I would. <laughs> no. No. And I don't care about you rich assholes. Like, this no. is relevant. I mean, they do, obviously. They all start celebrating and stuff, and it's a movie, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and in the but in, in real life, Kardashians. <laughs> in, in real life, they're kids at home with scurvy, and they need to, and they're obligated to show up to the castle in their time. Like, day festival for the princess yeah <laughs> like nobody can work nobody can eat <laughs> yeah so the fairies take a word to the cat oh so we read this part they um she touches a spindle uh they overhear a sleepy conversation between the two kings and realize that philip is also the man whom aurora has fallen in love with very convenient yeah. they rush to find him but he is abducted by maleficent and her minions at the cottage she reveals to philip the enchanted princess and her plan to, uh, she reveals, some of these words are wild, or like sentences are structured, funky. <laughs> she reveals to Philip, the enchanted princess, <laughs> and her plan to lock him away for a century until he is on the verge of death. Once again, murder would be easier. I didn't know That's she was going to lock him away forever. I thought she was just like taking him. And when they showed the little like cla- cloud of where he's old and riding away on his old horse, yeah. I don't know if it was necessary. I didn't know what was happening. I like kind of was like, oh, did she turn him old immediately? Because I probably wasn't listening, to be fair. Well, I looked up and was like, oh, he's old already. That's gross. Not yeah, gross. maybe he's, he's going to go kiss her. <laughs> maybe I wasn't listening. What I remember seeing is like he walks in the cottage. They all like hog tie him. And then it's just her, like the equivalent of smoking a cigarette in the corner. Yeah. Well, She's kind of just like clutching and like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is a fucked up plan to be like, oh, you guys are really in love. Well, what about when you're old and disgusting? And she even says, like, like, (laughs) the effect of like, for Sleeping Beauty, it's going to be like, no time has passed. Like, it's it's 100 years is but a day or something like that to like someone who's asleep. And then he's going to be old as fuck. And she's like, and we'll see if true love really prevails. I was like, that is messed up. (laughs) Yeah. Also, your horse would be long dead. That is, that is the second horse. Also, or, on on one hand, good on Maleficent for always being ahead of the game and always being like a villain who is scary because she always knows exact whatever step you think is coming next, she's gonna fuck it up. You yeah. think you're getting the princess to the castle? No, bitch. I'm sitting in the fireplace waiting for her to follow me. Like mm-hmm. you think you're gonna go find the prince? No, 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 no. We ransacked the apartment. We took him with us. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, to both of your points such long plans yes long long plans you have 16 years to fall asleep does she need a friend does she just need someone to like hang out with i'm gonna hold on to you to your old or just kill it tree fall on him yes move on with your life he's He's gonna be like a sex slave or something i'm sure (laughs) yeah oh (laughs) but she turns into the dragon (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah, oh. she's just doing like cosplay and stuff the whole time and no one gets it. That's probably why yes. she's so mad. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a scene where they they're breaking into the castle, the three the three fairies, and they yeah. it's the longest like James Bond esque like hiding behind yes. pillars. It, I'm like, aren't you the size of a fly? Just like yes. fly. Oh my god, I have it. I wrote a note about that because they hid behind the pillar full sized, and then after <laughs> the dumb pig man like completely misses them, then they turn into tiny fairies and fly. I was like, that's. <laughs> Why didn't you do? Why are you all hiding behind this pillar when you could be flying away like a little bug? Yes. <laughs> At this point. I also made a note because I thought it was funny when the you know when she, uh, I think they walk in and they witness like the scene inside the Maleficent's yeah. castle or home or whatever it is, and it's like it's looking down on like the this villainous dance that's going on on all her little like. Pigments. Oh yes. And I. I thought it out I, I wrote down that it looks like um the fairies get into mal's i started writing it down as mal because i couldn't maleficent i kept messing up <laughs> fairies get into mal's castle and there's a large group <laughs> there's a large group of men doing an improv warm-up <laughs> <laughs> we're distracted they're playing like the world <laughs> the biggest like zip zap zap game with oh my god my whole life. we're counting like, to 20. that does look like fucking torture we're counting to 20 yeah. it's gonna take them hours it's gonna take them hours that to me that improv warm-up quick tangent is so zero to 60 for me like if you try to do the alphabet or you count to 21 at a time like by the 15th i'm become i'm like fuck it i'm like we're not gonna like it's it can easily get so frustrating for me i feel that way also oh i'm sorry i feel that way also about mind meld like where you're not getting it you're not fucking getting it and by the way saying the same thing at the same time not necessary for (laughs) not a necessary skill to work on but in fact, it should be the opposite. It, it should be responding to something you just said to me. <laughs> Which is harder. Yeah. 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 Fucking hate um, those exercises. <laughs> I have a kind of a list of off top I have off topic notes a lot, but I also wrote that the, the gap between um Mal's uh eyes and her eyebrows was just I was jealous because the canvas is insane. Yeah. Like the amount of makeup and space she has to like do cool shit, which she just did solid purple i believe yeah she does nice she just does a garage door yeah, she does she a garage door purple, purple. she's fully mimi from drew carey of just oh, purple yes my god <laughs> oh. space that we all don't have and i love her headpiece Mm-hmm. Headpiece gorgeous. Her whole deal gorgeous. Yeah. The way she like zaps into things and turns into grief. I, and by the way, later in that thing, she says like all my powers from hell. I was like, oh, she's on hell's payroll. I wrote that oh, down. Oh my god, it. I missed it. And all the powers of hell. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get down there, lady. Why is her castle yeah. up high? It's up top. And I don't she- know, but I was like, no wonder she is so much more powerful than everybody else. Because like, she what can't she do? She's like sending lightning bolts she's turning into a dragon she's like making thorns appear everything's on fire it was unbelievable and then these, no one died the whole time these other three are turning bricks into bubbles which i mean was very effective and very cute <laughs> <laughs> but like 
I know you haven't read this part out loud yet. I want to let you read it out loud if you want to, but the the battle scene that is coming up, it is. Let's get to it, yeah. It, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, ahead. So, um, they, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the fairies rescue Prince Philip, arming him with a magical sword of truth and a shield of virtue. An enraged Maleficent surrounds the castle with thorns, but fails to stop. So there's a bunch of things we could talk about in there that they just are not putting in the plot. She mm-hmm. teleports in front of him and transforms into a gigantic dragon. They battle and Philip throws the sword blessed by the fairies directly into Maleficent's heart, causing her to fall to her death. Okay. So Wait, this- Can you read the summary? It feels like a good movie. Like when you're just reading yeah. the summary, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and you're watching it, you're like, no, it doesn't It doesn't feel like any of that happened. News fest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. How do you make it boring? Um, they the fight scene is so the other thing that is such a commonality in all these classic movies is whatever you remember from the movie whatever like the calling card whatever the thing that like snow white biting into the apple um uh dumbo flying these things happen in the last three minutes of the movie (laughs) so you sit there for an hour watching like the most boring slideshow of classic animation to get to the one memorable part last three minutes in the movie it without fail yeah i was like oh clearly this and and that's the only part you need to know to have a like a conversation at a party to like truly. get away with saying you saw it the whole movie these <laughs> yeah, no. you actually sit and watch I'm the whole thing smart, i guess yeah i couldn't believe i was like Oh, okay. So there's going to be a big fight scene because I haven't seen this. I don't think ever really okay. the whole way through. Um, I, I definitely would have seen bits and pieces as a kid, but I always thought it was boring. I still think it's boring. And I was like, oh, but I know that there's a big dragon fight scene. And it lasted longer than I than um, some of the other ones comparatively, but it was still like over within minutes. And I was like, oh. Yes. And I would like to call this the battle where Philip does absolutely nothing because... <laughs> He would be completely useless without the fairies who um, do tra- everything in the entire movie. Do absolutely everything the entire movie. They do everything for him. They protect him from the arrows and from the bubbles. And I mean, everything is solved by magic. And then he's holding the sword. All he's just holding it. And they just say, and now we're going to tell you exactly where it's going to go. So <laughs> just toss it. And it will, it'll yeah. it'll like he doesn't have to be good at anything. And then they throw that horse into the thorn. They just don't even care. He's just like dumping his horse into the thorns, which yes, I really like horses. So I said, don't you dare to that horse. I'm so glad you said that because when he, and it's a cartoon, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like in movies or in, I guess, history, when people take horses into battle, I don't I like it. that. Like, you fucking figure out your own shit. Don't drag me into this. Like, They're figure out your people fucking problems. Arrowed or die. Yeah. They always get shot. Their legs get blown off. They get to lay there and suffer and die. And Disney horses are basically people. They understand real. Yes. They incredibly animated facial. And like, every Disney horse is the equivalent of like, it's smarter than a dog. It's basically a. But a, their ankles are too skinny. Those very ankles, skinny ankles. Those ankles wouldn't survive a second. Okay. And then also, this horse looked a lot like the Tangled horse. Like, I'd seen yeah. this horse before. Maximus, yeah. I was watching it being like, why do I remember this horse's jaws? Like those- <laughs> I love that jawline. Who has that? <laughs> Who has that? Who do I know that has that? Exodus, what whatever you call them. <laughs> it is Come funny on, to watch. Horse. 
like it's funny to watch a movie that's like 60 years old because they borrow so much animation and because you yes, yes. so and that's not even a bad thing it's just like no. oh yeah i have literally seen this horse before because they already made it and then they just made it into like you know yeah 3d cgi but yeah 3d yeah version yeah unbelievable yeah i, I hate it when the horse was running through because they kept like just jumping into the thorns i was like that fucking hurts him mm -hmm. um also to your point of like so i'm a little bit of an um i don't know what you would call it. i i don't want to say an overachiever but like i often get the note of like Devin, you don't have to like if you just let things fail maybe the people around you will pick up more slack like i always feel like i have to be doing more and more and more because otherwise who's going to do it and, and a lot of times no one does pick up and this this movie is a perfect example what would happen if these fairies weren't there truly this whole kingdom would starve to death they would all suffer and die they're the only ones doing absolutely anything mm -hmm. throughout the whole movie. And I think part of the reason why this movie is so boring is because they're not treated like the main characters when they are the main characters. Oh yeah, it's like, I I feel like they're like the Hocus, like it reminds me of Hocus Pocus. Like they yes. should be the main characters of the whole thing because they're doing it all. And this movie is uh, yeah. ugh, just, <laughs> it's just so bad. Um. <laughs> it's not even violently bad it's like boringly bad yeah can it's... we i have a just a note about when the um the fairies turn the arrows this is just me if i got to rewrite it when the fairies turn the <laughs> arrows into flowers yeah remember this all there oh yeah yeah no no, no. i remember like, flowers my dream was and i was like maybe i don't remember it and it happens maybe i don't remember it is that um because the prince was just like you know standing there like oh my god and then they turn him into flowers and i was like it would be so funny if they made him just start bowing at this point like he had just finished an opera and like <laughs> flowers thrown at him. people are throwing flowers on him oh yes like god. i was like he's got a bow like this is the moment there there's just flowers raining down on him and it didn't happen that would be like if this was a marvel movie because marvel yeah because they have like little jokes like that in there yeah, yeah i was like, absolutely make it funny yeah. you have a you have a chance but with the thorns too, it's like she has all the powers of hell and she just makes a thorn for us and then he cuts yeah. through it and she's like, what? No, how did he do that? Like, he has a sword and he also has infinite time. Like he can just cut, he can take a few hours to cut through that if he need. like. Yeah. I forgot he had infinite time. Just, and then, yeah. It was like the sword of truth and the, the shield of valor or something, virtue. Very Jesus-y. Very Jesus-y and also like, kind of pointless like the the <laughs> shield the shield does next to nothing because the the fairies protect him from everything at one point there was like acid or something or like tar falling down and they made oh, a yeah. rainbow mm -hmm. that yeah. like shielded them from it oh, yeah. um okay first of all happy pride second of all what what's the shield for the shield's doing nothing and then the uh she turns into the uh the way she turns into a dragon is very cool and very mm -hmm. classic and all that jazz and then when she's fighting him she's kicking his ass fully the whole mm -hmm. time he uses shield she knocks it over the cliff yes. she destroys the bridge does all that stuff and then with the way he throws <laughs> she's so vicious this whole time the way he throws the sword is like somebody playing darts for the first time or like when, <laughs> or like when you take when the company goes to an axe throwing team bonding thing where you're forced to do some sort of act he's like oh <laughs> i like to raise my hand because i <laughs> interrupt yes i wrote this note and 
I love our softball team. Audrey and I are on a softball team. Shout out to the IRS. Woo! But when he was sorting at the dragon, I literally wrote, the prince swings a sword like our softball, <laughs> our softball team swings at balls. We are not good. <laughs> we're not we're really bad. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he's going to Swinging up it like this, trying to hit it. <laughs> Not changing anything about what he's doing and just going for the same spot. <laughs> I was fully, Sarah, I was fully prepared for you to name a person's name. I thought you were going to say. The IRS, everyone. I am naming a governmental agency. It's the IRS. <laughs> the IRS is terrible at softball and swords. And I, and they can come find me on that one. Yeah, that is so funny. I thought you were gonna be like, it's like we're on a softball team, and there's a girl named Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, Sharon Lord. is every single one of us. <laughs> but yeah, he's so bad at it, and then it just kills her, and she dies. Like, yeah. Okay, it's the fairy magic because again, nobody's bothering to pick it apart this much except for the three of us. But like, <laughs> you know, in the beginning, Meriwether is like. I want to turn her into a stupid old toad when talking about Maleficent. And they are like, oh, our magic doesn't do that. Our magic only brings joy and happiness. And then later in the movie, they turn the bird into stone without even thought. And then they kill Maleficent. And I'm like, so you can't turn her into a toad because that it doesn't align with your magic, but you can make a sword that kills her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have turned her into a toad if you wanted to and you know it's very good over evil blah 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 but they turn that poor raven into a into stone and that doesn't bring yeah. any happiness so I, I, no. I got joy out of it i did too <laughs> I, did, I, I was a little it. oh sorry no i was just gonna say i was a little annoyed with how long it took her to catch him i was like you oh. have been when you were changing that dress back and forth you never missed a shot no. You never missed one. It, that dress was blue every time you wanted it to be blue. This little guy, you can't turn him into a measly pebble. Yeah. I was annoyed at the timing that it took for when Maleficent came out. She saw the bird, I think started talking to him. I was annoyed at how long it took her to realize it was a stone. Yes. Yeah. Like, you should have known that right away. <laughs> and she did do a full, like, what? What, what, what? what happened? Oh, my God. Like, okay. <laughs> does. I wouldn't even have looked at it. And known it was my bird i would have just moved on because it's stone you know what i would have done and i have to be honest i would have looked at it for a while being like has there always been a bird statue up here <laughs> yeah. and then put it together i would have acknowledged i would have seen it and been like okay that's not my bird is it has there been a bird statue this whole time jason yeah <laughs> literally be like do i need to go to the doctor is there something and then I'd be like, how could I not notice it? What am I doing at the top of these stairs every time I go? <laughs> she just can't see and has no memory is what's actually happening this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Philip awakens Aurora with a kiss, breaking the spell and waking the kingdom. The royal couple descends to the ballroom where Aurora is reunited with her parents. Flora and Meriwether continue to argue or continue the argument over Aurora's gown um, while it changes as the couple dances. And then they go into the clouds as like happily ever after. Um, one thing I did want to mention is I saw this on TikTok years ago. I don't know if it's real or if it was edited. And I don't want to do their research. Um, it's real. Okay. <laughs> so apparently at one of the parks, one of the parks that have uh, Disney, Disney parks, mm -hmm. par parks with Disney Disney parks and 
they have a parade where Aurora, one of the, the girls who plays Aurora, her dress actually, and it's not a fabric. It's, I mean, it is a fabric, but it's not like um, iridescent or anything. It truly changes from a solid pink to a solid blue wow. while she's on the thing. And I, what, I had, yeah, I have no idea how it works. I was high as hell when I saw it on TikTok <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic. And I spent the, I spent a good, I remember spending like a good 30 minutes trying to figure it out then and being like, this can't be real. This has to be edited. But it is wild. It truly, like you see in this cartoon, is just some college girl like doing her princess wave and her full dress. The fabric of it changes colors. Wow. Does it, it's wild. Does it change like, like immediately all at once or like flows? It is a, a, a rapid gradient. Okay. Like it kind of goes to purple and then to blue. I'm going to see if I can find it. Cause it well, is. I'm, I'm trying to think of ways that could happen. One, I'm thinking lighting. Two, I'm thinking, what if there's like a curtain, you know, like blinds, like a blind rod, yeah. where you twist it and the dress like shifts. Uh, Ooh. Oh yeah. Shifts. That might be. Because I also own a mermaid, one of those mermaid tail blankets from like TJ Maxx, where the sequins go one direction. And if you rub it, they flip to a completely different color. Yeah. Oh, Basically, I'm trying to find out how I can do this. Oh my God, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, I'm going to share okay, my what, screen. What happens? This is, it's, it's, tr it's wild, right? It's like, yeah. why aren't we using this technology to like cure diseases or something? Like, <laughs> this seems like a feat. Okay, that's Wait, not the button. Yeah, I'm going to share it here. I'm sharing my screen to make sure I had, you know. Yeah, okay. take down all the other stuff. Okay, okay I'm already, <gasps> okay. That How does that work? That How does this light. happen? I bet they have a light underneath her dress. Does she move ever? Like hey, they're probably changing a light. You're on the same video as me. You have to read the first paragraph. Oh. Oh, does that have the answer? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this one up here? I don't read. A, a video recently went viral on Facebook showing Princess Aurora's dress magically changing colors in the happiest parade to Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, we had many people ask oh. us if it was real. What, while I would love to say it is true, sadly, the video showed changing colors is fake. Oh. See, there is no joy in the world. But there is a way to do it. They're just lazy. They have all the money in the world and they make and they have, and they they have make magic stuff happen at the park all the time. I can think of a, a few ways that they could actually do that if they wanted to. Yeah, lights would, lights as absolutely they could do lights it. Lights under yeah. the dress. Or like if the dress is like kind of mirrorish and they have, uh, well, you guys, let's make, let's do this. We might as well. I mean, <laughs> I, I had such joy watching it, and it's so clearly fake. Now that I know that that's such an answer, you know, like do you ever get hear a theory or something, or be like, that makes that kind. You kind of get excited with the possibility of it being real, and then when somebody says no, of course not, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I do see how stupid it was to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice to like kind of hope something it's nice to have hope what, until you're proven wrong the other another example of that was we were <laughs> we were talking about ufos being real or ufos being like whatever and um we watched this video that was so clearly an alien ufo in my brain the alien flew by, gave you the thumbs up, then flipped you the finger and like sped away. That's how real it was in my brain. And I, I was showing this to people. I was showing this to people. It was at work. My friend Brett at work was like, um, no. And shows me a video of that same thing from a different angle. And it's like, 
a, a 16 year old flying a drone and it's so clearly a drone it's so clearly like amazon.com mm. attaching a drone to it but my ass wanted to believe it was an alien so bad that it connected the dots that weren't there um yesterday we were at fireworks at winnemac park and this is i'm not, it's not a proud moment for me but i had an edible and it must have kicked in but someone was flying a drone there's a lot of planes that fly over there yeah because we kept like watching being like it'd be cool to see fireworks from above or if they felt too close it was kind of nerve-wracking and at one point there was a drone but at the moment i was like that that's a pl i just thought it was a plane and i was just looking yeah. at this guy and then it reversed and i almost lost my fucking mind <laughs> God. I, was like, I was like oh my god planes fly backwards now what is happening no one's telling us <laughs> no one's telling us and then i turned to my friend um sarah behind us and and i go is that a helicopter because i needed someone to confirm <laughs> that it was a flying vehicle that could in fact maybe stop i don't even know if they can reverse but you know can hover yeah and then someone goes i think that's a drone and i was like mm-hmm yes thank you <laughs> I was like absolutely that's obviously a drone it's not a very very far away reversing plane <laughs> that no one's telling us about because that's really what I thought it was <laughs> I, I give that to you because that that park has a plane that flies over it every two minutes so you're yeah. I was plane 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 yeah, yeah. And I was like, plane, plane. Oh my God, it's going kind of slow. Oh, it went backwards. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> we were, we almost went to Winnemac Park yesterday for the fireworks, but we we were at um, Garrett Kelly and Adriana Trochkovsky's like house sitting outside. It's like three blocks away from there. Um, not I thought you were to... naming park because I don't know these people. I was like, whoa, long park name. <laughs> <laughs> also not to fully give out their whereabouts in case they're on the run. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they I was stunned with how many fire or like how many airplanes fly so low that far into the city I mean yeah. I guess a plane has to get low but yeah. yeah and it's probably higher than we think it looks maybe I don't know it depends where you were where were you exactly give their address yeah really oh <laughs> <laughs> So that brings us to the end of the movie. Anything else to add before we get into these questions? Okay, yes. Yeah. I Audrey, you first. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I mean, obviously, at this point, we're going to share whatever we want. I know Sarah and I were both, the I, the Once Upon a Dream scene, Sarah and I didn't talk for like five minutes. We both had, we were feverishly writing. So I was going to say, um, from the scene, Prince Philip comes up behind her and grabs her and starts dancing. And I wrote, Prince Philip is why girls have to make their guy friends pretend to be their boyfriend when they go dancing. <laughs> So that people don't randomly <laughs> Audrey, which I literally made a note that was why are my girlfriends not dressed all dressing up in one shirt and acting like my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> like my friends aren't doing their job <laughs> yes like two men in a coat where's my boyfriend oh that is so funny <laughs> And then the other, only other thing I wrote down to share from that scene is I had just seen this line on TikTok, so it was like fresh in my mind, but my casual dating plan for the summer I wrote down is a guy will say, when will I see you again? And I'll say, oh, never, never. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's such a great line. <laughs> that, I, I'm so glad you said that. I completely forgot. That yeah. fucking took me out <laughs> because the way she says it is like a joke. Yes. She says that she goes, oh, never. <laughs> and then she keeps running going, never, never, never. 
I wrote down that at one point someone says, I think it's her. No, it's him because I put pickup line and I just associate that with men. Um, <laughs> he just goes during that same part where they're like already like hugging or whatever the fuck's going on. Yeah. He was like, Who are you? And I was like, This is the best pickup line. <laughs> like, it's so vague. It's literally yeah. fucking nothing at all. And you're already betrothed, FYI, which you guys yeah. know. Yet, but like, Who are you? I love it. Who are you? Her friends aren't protecting her at all. I wrote that down. No, not at all. That is so funny. That never thing really took me out. I was dying when she said it. And then as she's yeah. running away, she like changes her mind and starts screaming details behind her. Yes, she's yeah. like, never, never. No. Okay, a little after seven. <laughs> okay, I'll drop a pin. <laughs> and her dropping the pin was... <laughs> she's like the house in the clearing in the forest by the by the river oh it was the glen the glen in the opening or whatever the, fuck. the opening in the glen the glen in the oasis by my grandma oh yes i know the glen, <laughs> <laughs> the glen. i remember being like what a description because those are towns where there's only one glen it reminds yeah. me of cat oh, reminds me of fisher price <laughs> when they're like everything's labeled fisher price like in a town where everything's labeled or like scared what is it richard scary like the firefight, it's like the fire station, the bakery, the like everyone has one job and the job is the title yeah. of the place. And they're like, I live in the Glen. There's yeah. only one world and there's one Glen in it and it's where she is at. Yes, the, the bakery. Also, it's so, it, the side note, ever describing directions to me is like so stressful. The moment somebody starts to try to like manually describe and even in real life with real instructions and like directions, they're like, oh, you just go down two blocks. And my brain immediately goes to, I can't handle this. I can't just give me the address yeah. and I'll put it on my phone. Just yeah. like, so for her to be like, yeah, it's the most vague, the Glen, Glen by the big tree with the two branches. It's like, yeah. okay. Honestly, now I'm going to reverse the, his pickup line and be like, if anyone tries to ever do a pickup line on me again i'm gonna say that and run away at the bar i'm gonna be like never never meet me by the glen and i'll just run and they'll be so confused where they never want to talk to me and i'll be they come up to you later at the bar to be like i couldn't quite hear what you said and you have to do it all over again oh my god i'd be like no god i'm so tired of this real life if you ever walked up to someone and they were dancing with a bird and they were surrounded by like like i'll let you i'll come back when you're <laughs> i'm not coming back i'm not coming back i'm taking out my phone and i'm filming all of this from a bush but i'm never coming back afterwards. Oh, that is so funny it was too many animals yeah sarah how about you any final notes yeah i have some final notes uh i think that i'll bring this up quick because i know it's been talked about on every disney movie obviously there's no consent he just kisses her but we know that's the thing. That's the yeah. only way for her to survive. Is to be to be kissed in her, a 16 year old kissed in her sleep by presumably a 22 to 25 year old. Yes. Yeah, we're not sure. 22 um, on like the good end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, I wrote down, which like age wise, like, sorry, but maturity between women and men is probably the same. Yeah. He's 16 in his heart. Um, <laughs> Um, my other notes are unimportant for most of my notes, but when they woke up the whole town, I was, uh, I rewrote that scene too. Everyone's going to start reacting to the breath of their neighbors because 
they've all just been sleeping and they're all waking up and then they're like close talking. I was like, their breath has to smell so bad. Yeah. Especially <laughs> no if they're eating reacted. that. <laughs> Especially if they're eating all that bologna food that yeah, we all saw the earlier. All, they're swallowing bologna colored food <laughs> down with like whatever kind of, I'm sure that wine was moonshine, like terrible. Yeah. And then they all wake Oof. up and they're like this close to each other's faces talking and just, I was like waiting for someone to go, P.U. Because that's a very... Away you know what? It's like, so I feel like it's, we're all now globally coming to the realization that men are disgusting garbage. Yeah. And I can't believe, sometimes when I watch movies like this, I can't believe that it took this long. Like whenever they describe her as like all the Disney princesses are like 16, like that means some dude in a writer's room somewhere is like, girls are their primates. Have you ever ever met a 16 year old child they are disgusting they are <laughs> children they're like especially boys right. but i mean even still like just they're babies they're babies what are you doing and then she's animated to be a grown woman yes yes she doesn't look like a kid at all she's like six foot two with like a cone <laughs> bra she's wearing like a cone bra like i was like she, literally Yes. Corset with like a, a but and that but the fact that it's in so many movies just is like so gross. Yeah. I'm like, did people I guess at the time people were like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. But what? Oh yeah, I know. Isn't Snow White like 13 or 14 years old? Snow White is but well, I don't know if they say her name in the film, but the the oh. uh fairy tale, she's 14 years old. Yes. 14 years old old i would love if i had it i would show a picture of myself at 16 just so you like this is not what adult like i was unlovable not an adult to be found (laughs) the fact that like in certain states that's still the legal age of consent or whatever it's like the legal nobody should be allowed to legally have sex with anybody until they're 30. yeah (laughs) agreed (laughs) like Uh, and i'd like to practice on somehow not on a person. Um, a couple more notes just towards the end. My third note from the end is the fairies are crying, and that is correct. <laughs> Everyone should be crying at this moment in this movie, um, but we're getting closer to the end. I said the pink and blue dress fight where when she's dancing, it was most relatable because it was so petty. Yeah, which I liked, um, and. My one note, which I have to go back for, but I think it encapsulates my whole thought was during the, when the fairies are saving the prince when he's chained up and they go to save him and they're like, he has no idea what's going on. And they say, no time to explain. No time to explain should be the title of this whole film. film." Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Sarah. (laughs) That is perfect. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, side note i also love that when they break him out their their wands turn to like welding sound effects and noise yes. that was so funny to me like, that is a fun yeah on yeah. uh, the soldering function for the wand yeah. <laughs> uh, so we like to wrap up with a couple questions um these are questions originally to like how disney is it they're all open-ended there's no right or wrong answer but essentially we're trying to see how many similarities these films have with other ones um, some of them are more direct. Some of them are are more open ended. The first one, 
who's, and we haven't asked this in a while, but I think it's important. Who's the real hero of this film? Oh. And I would have to say it's the fairies. They're the only action makers in the film. Yes. I agree. Like even to some extent, the prince is a damsel in distress because he needs to get rescued and then be walked through how to save himself for the rest of the way. I will add, I'm going to throw in the horse. No magic powers <laughs> survives. <laughs> yeah. Ankles the size of a mechanical pencil. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> but overall, yes, the fairies, especially Meriwether, just because I love her. Yeah. Meriwether is cool. Um, who in this film? Oh, does our film does our villain have gay energy? Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I know that Meriwether is the one casting a rainbow to save everybody. Nothing is gayer to me. Nothing is gayer than than someone being slightly frustrated and calling everybody imbeciles and breaking shit. <laughs> nothing is I mean of course you could go to the robe of course you could go to the dramatic she's very dramatic she like shows up in a, a flame and a puff of smoke every time she goes anywhere but she's gay also the call the naming every specific group of people in the what is it Sarah the glittering assemblage she's like <laughs> oh, glittering assemblage the rabble we have this what like glittering <laughs> assemblage we have here very like <laughs> Oh, don't you want to know what I think of all of you? Like, <laughs> I wasn't invited. Also, if we went back to what I call the improv scene, could be sidetracked or something, you know, like a big Yo, yeah. scene. You got like uh, one drag queen going and everyone's partying. Oh, yes. It's, little, it it's Roscoe's for the RuPaul watch hour. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And it's, de and it's detox on stage. But also, her um, makeup was lacking. She, I... Any drag queen I've seen that has beautiful makeup and she didn't try much. Yeah, you can't, as a, and as a drag queen myself, you can't get away with a, a garage door <laughs> shadow. It doesn't work. But what if you, you have... did little cars right here and, and then you opened it and it actually made it look like a garage door. That and would you, be fun. You replace your you eyebballs your with eyes, lights. Yeah, when you open your eyes, it just reveals a small car. But uh, oh, so here is um, uh, another question that we've we can ask: Is there a horse? There's a follow up to this. Is there a horse in this film? Yes. Yes, and if so, is the horse just a dog? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Right. A lot of Disney horses play the role of a dog. Yeah. I think in this situation, no. Actually, no. This would be the only time I would say he plays the role of a soldier. Yeah. He yeah, but personality-wise, he's very much a dog. He's yeah, like, he's like loyal. very loyal, affable. Best bud. He's a he's probably the only um person that the only animal that Philip gets any interaction with. I'm assuming that all these people have never had any education. They don't know how to read. Like nobody has bothered to teach Aurora how to read. Philip talks to a horse all the time. No. The king of one of the kingdoms picked up a fish because he thought it was a sword. Yeah, they're yeah. stupid. But the horse um, did give some reactions. I was watching his facial expressions and there were times where I was like, where I'd say he's not a dog because he was lo looking at everyone like they're idiots, including <laughs> his owner. And he would do little side faces. I was like, he knows what's going on. No one else does. Yeah. He does not have unwavering loyalty. He's like, I actually have an Loyal, opinion. but he's like, you're annoying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's end with these final two. Once again, a twofer. 
Um, if you could replace the voice talents in this film, one person with Rosie O'Donnell and the other with Danny DeVito. Oh my God. Who would they be? I'll go first to give yourself some time to think. And there's not a lot of talking people in this film. No, but there um, are two, two great Disney voice actors. Those right? Two. Um, okay, so uh, it, I'm going to replace... I'm going to replace Rosie with uh, the um, the blue fairy, whose name I can't remember. Meriwether. Meriwether. Yeah. And then I'm going to replace Danny DeVito with the king who picks up the fish. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like the most... Short king? Short king? Yeah. What's his <laughs> name? Oh, no. That's oh, where it starts. That's where it starts. No! Ah! Six one. If it matters, I hate that. I hate when people say that on the dating. If it matters, I'm like, it, obviously you're pissed. I just yeah, obviously. Six one. We came, in, we came in hot there. That's like on dating apps. Uh, uh. It's where that's coming from, right? Yes. When yes. people post their height, and they're like, I guess it matters. Oh, like, it's important, and it's like, my God. It does. You're pissed about it, and I already can't trust your stage of anger and your rage. So yeah. Question about that. Mm-hmm. One, am I correct in assuming like if it didn't matter before, it does after I read that sentence? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it, out of spite, it does now. Yeah, and out of like security, like what's you're it's also mad and don't you haven't even met me? And it's also like the audacity for a man to be to be upset for his body to be held to a standard yeah is ridiculous that is ludicrous you would if you are listening to this and you are a man who gets self-conscious about his height you need to shut the fuck up right now what is wrong with you what is absolutely wrong with you the entire world is built for us and you have to like be self-conscious i mean be self-conscious about it but like shut the fuck up that is wild they're equivalent so then them saying us Asked, like mentioning height and then them saying if it matters um is the equivalent of when they put in their profiles i work out and i hope you do too or <laughs> i'm i'm fit and i'm looking for someone who has a pass to the gym and i'm like just say what you want like at this point you know what and I'm an outsider looking in because I'm a gay man. So it's a different, it's a whole nother different level sure. of toxicity and different. But yeah. I've noticed something new that I don't know if anybody else is, I'm sure other people it's have so noticed. Excited. Toxic dudes love to have found a new word that they think like walks around saying like not fat, which oh is petite. Oh. Isn't that just every time I'm like, oh, my type, what's my type? Uh, kind of like a girl, like a petite girl I'm like petite tiny little baby girl i'm gonna be like yeah. looking for a man with a petite shoe <laughs> yeah, baby <laughs> but you have to also still be tall so figure that out figure out how to stand up on your petite feet. you better look like barbie <laughs> i will fucking murder you yeah this is uh i don't know if you guys watch love is blind but this is shake asking his dates if he could pick yes on the shoulders for a concert that it's was what? sorry he was like he was like, I would love, I want to take you to a concert and put you up on my shoulders. And she would be like, that sounds funny. He's like, do you think I could do that? Like, do you think that I could put you on my shoulders? Like, I lift you. Trying yeah, to, it was disgusting. Like a child? Like, like a toddler? Weigh not enough, like, do you weigh so little that I could pick you up and put you on my like shoulders? Love is blind. Do you watch Love is Blind? I can't, no. 
Okay, so they can't see each other. So they're asking questions. So they're supposed to fall in love, not with physicality. They're supposed to fall in love with each other's personalities. So this one dude just was asking girls to figure out their size if he if um they could if he could hold them on his shoulders at a concert and then one of the girls said uh i don't know can you like aka oh. are you even fucking strong like i have oh. no clue like i don't know if you can that <laughs> like, is so it was awful. disgusting it was awful. He, he goes the point that one of the girls was like the point is to find this is such a tangent the point is to not know what i look like <laughs> yeah so i would replace danny devito with <laughs> <laughs> So Danny DeVito is perfect in every way. Danny DeVito is um, on Love is Blind. That would actually be great. Um, <laughs> my God. You I would Merryweather Danny DeVito because he's Merryweather. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, she's the goofy, um, like, fairy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, man. Yeah, there aren't a lot of talking people. Um, I would want the crow to have lines and then I would want the crow to be Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> perfect. 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 I love I that. Like a sarcastic sidekick. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That is so good. Um, I think I would do, uh, I'm just going to say I do, and I wish they had more lines, but the two Kings for both, like one is Rosie O'Donnell and one is Andy Vito because when they do talk, their lines are funny. Yeah. They're idiots. They say a bunch of dumb shit. And I like the way that they react to each other. So I think it would be fun. That would be so fun. They play off of each other really well, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for being here. Yeah, this was fun. We yeah. had such a such a blast. All right. We're going, I'm gonna hit stop recording. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at, at disney.adult.podcast.